0: Click on the big red Tell Me More button and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and and. and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes. That gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We, we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. Yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next. And instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Then here we go. Susan Bratton was on the show and gave us a great way to identify our yes. Simply ask if this will exhaust you or will it add value? Well, Susan... I would love it if you would do us a favor and and help illustrate the importance of following that internal guidance, what I call your yes. And I'm actually going to start on the other side of the equation. I'm going to ask you to share a quick example of a time when you didn't follow your yes. How did you actually learn the importance of following your yes? Tell us about that.
1: It is really, really hard for me to find a time when I didn't follow my yes. Mm -hmm. Um... I just don't have a lot of examples of that. I, um, I try to live my life in every way that supports my higher good and those around me. So when something doesn't feel right, I just don't do it or I talk about it with that person or with my partner to work it through what is it that's holding me back what what are the conditions that what do the conditions need to me for me to be a yes to this or mostly for me in my lifetime I've noticed that it's um I have a magical attraction for opportunity and I get so much opportunity that I have to really check in with myself and say is this something that's going to exhaust me or it, will it add value? Does it dovetail into my current goals? I always have my top three goals that I'm working on in my life. One of them's usually a, a personal goal around my health and improving it and anti-aging and staying in the best shape possible. And two of them are business-oriented goals. And I always, you know, kind of check in against that and I I just say no to almost everything (laughs) 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 because I'm running my own agenda I'm on my own agenda I'm not on other people's agenda Mm. and I think the reason that I'm like that is that my mother when I was very young she said you always seem to know the right thing to do even when I was a little kid now they used to call me grandma Susie because I was (laughs) always like you need to do this and you need to do that I was telling people what to do and My mother realized that I was giving really good advice. That's funny. <laughs> I know it is funny So I think I was just I was kind of born of a natural leader born of self-confidence. My mother underscored uh, My confidence and she you know made sure that I was I did well in school and supported supported me in my confidence around myself and my decision-making that being said I do know that there are a lot of people who just make bad decisions they didn't have good role models for some reason they're they just what there could there are so many things that that end up being in the context of a good decision that um, there are people who need other people to talk to before they can know what a good decision is i think those people you can tell what a good decision you make or you are by the state your life is in if your life is in a bad state, you made bad decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. If your life is in a good state, you're making good decisions. So if it's in a bad state, find some people who are in a good state and begin to have their help and ask them, I get a lot of calls from my friends. I'm thinking about doing this thing. I want to run it by you. Uh, you know, my my title, if you will, is Trusted Hot Sex Advisor to Millions. I mean, I literally ended up being an advice giver, mm. that's what I do for a living. Yeah, I'm the CEO of Personal Life Media, but that's not even how I think. I'm like here, and I give advice to people all they, I, People send me emails with the most interesting details of their life. What do you think I should do? And I give them an answer. And they go do it, and they come back to me, and they're like, it worked. So for whatever reason, the call—you know things aligned where I, I have a good gut, I trust my gut, I listen to it, and it's just worked for me.
0: Yeah. And, well, I think you gave such a, a great point. I want to highlight it because I, it, it was kind of in the middle there and you may have missed it if you're not paying attention, which was she said, you say no to a lot of stuff. I do. And the truth everything is I that, think I said. Well, our, our yes is not everything. That's the point. Your yes is very specific. All the other stuff is no. Yeah. So if you can pay attention to that yes, you don't have to worry about all the other stuff. One of my one of my earlier guests, Jeffrey Allen, had a great quote. He said, "You know, the way I look at things is I'm going to have to make a decision before I think about it." Because he's aware that it's not his brain that makes the decisions that are good. Uh-huh. It's him tuning into what's his yes. Yeah, I like that. And then maybe his brain will give him more information about how to go about it or what have you, but the direction comes from his internal guidance.
1: I also like the idea of refinement. Mm -hmm. Once you're a yes to something, how can you make that even better? A lot of times, if if you're only doing a few things very well, then you're looking at that and saying, what's going to make that even better? How can I do that in a way that, that affects things more positively across a wider range of things? So you're putting more attention on fewer things
0: and making them work even better. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And that's such an important distinction as well, right? Because it doesn't mean your life's boring because you only say yes to a few things. You get to keep polishing that and making it work even better and better. It's really, really important. Thank you, Susan. I want to ask you, is is there a specific story that you can think of, of a time when, kind of an example, because obviously you're you're very versed in following your yes, what's an example of a specific time when, okay, I knew that was my yes, I followed it, and this is what it led me to?
1: Yeah, when we started Personal Life Media, Tim and I, this was when we were like totally back in love with each other and, um, you know, just really high on life and wanted to do something together and spend every waking moment together. And we started Personal Life Media as a podcast network. Hmm. And we ended up creating 40 podcasts of all different kinds, health, wealth, relationships, sexuality, music, business, you know, all kinds of things. And there was a point two years into our business where we realized we're not going to be able to sustain enough revenue with podcasts. The model just isn't there for revenue generation. What are we going to do? And we decided to begin to build information products, online home study courses that would help people. And at first we built some diet weight loss, some NLP, some... um, a couple of sexuality programs, etc. And when we had our podcast network, people, and it's still up, by the way, you can go into iTunes and look up Personal Life Media and you'll see all of our podcasts in there. The sexuality content that we were creating, because it was hard connected conscious, mm-hmm. a new way of thinking about your sexuality, um, mutually loving and supportive, all out in the open, honest, you know, all those things I've been talking about. We... People would download millions of episodes of our sexuality stuff and Mm -hmm. a few of all of our other things. They just loved our sex stuff. So when we started our information product publishing business, we were doing a little bit of everything. When in our hearts, we knew what people wanted from us was the sexuality content, but we didn't want to be like people in the sex business. because when you tell someone you're you you are sex you know you teach sex or you're in the sex business they they think about it as porn because pretty much that's what's out there it's yeah. a you know whatever 10 billion dollar a year industry or whatever you know i mean it's just like that's what people equate with sex which is a crying shame yeah. i feel like we're the antidote to sex but it took quite a few years for me and even to this day when someone says what do you do I have to swallow before Mm. I say I'm in the sex education business. I I publish online courses around heart connected, conscious lovemaking sex techniques because they're going to immediately judge me and think I'm in the porn business. They're going to immediately judge me and I hate it. But (laughs) (laughs) I have been shamed and shamed and shamed. But then I realized it's not that they're shaming me. They're, ashamed themselves and that's what I'm here to fix so I just gotta step up and be unashamed and just be who I am and not everybody's gonna like it and I'm gonna be okay with that because nobody's not everybody's gonna like me no matter what I'm doing and so you know it's a process it's a practice that kind of a thing but it was that moment where we're like all right all right, damn it, we're in the sex business, we're just in it, we're all in, no more diet, no more fitness, no more nothing, this is what we do, because you cannot be all things to all people, and I am not gonna go halfway. So that was a hard time when I had to, you know, like take a deep breath and gulp and just fricking go for it.
0: Yeah, and I'm so happy you gave that story not just because it's a very raw, real story, but also because making that choice to follow your yes isn't always easy. Nope. And there's the unknown element of, yeah, we're gonna do this, and we think this is how it's gonna turn out, but we don't know, but we gotta do it. We gotta cut all the other pieces away, be true to what this part is, it's really resonating for people that's needed, that we have a passion for, and go. And clearly, you're a great example of how that's supported by the universe when you do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, every day in my inbox come emails from people whose lives we've touched Mm -hmm. in a really positive way. And I don't get emails from people who say, this was terrible advice, I don't like it. I mean, sure, we get people who are like, ah, I didn't like your steamy sex ed videos, my wife thought they were a little bit too much for her, or they weren't, you know, they weren't enough for us, or what, you know, like, I mean, Mm -hmm course, not everything's perfect. People return things. Sure, That's no problem. What I don't like is when somebody reads something I've written and judges me about it, rather than understanding that I'm meeting people where they are, which is a porn-infused world of shame and abuse. (laughs) And I'm pulling them out of the morass toward heart-connected, conscious love-making. But you don't just go to the average bearer and start talking about conscious sexuality. They don't even know what the hell you're saying. Yeah. They're watching porn. That's where they are. You know, They're like in an entirely different world. So you gotta ease them, at, you gotta meet them where they are and bring them in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's okay. I'm good, I'll be fine, I'm happy, I love what I do. I touch people's lives every day, day in day out, in a place where very few people are willing to go.
0: Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Susan. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for asking. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've had a cathartic uh, experience here. <laughs>
0: I shouldn't have light on
1: on your couch.
0: (laughs) There you go. Excellent. I'm sorry. It's the top of the hour. We have to go. Uh, (laughs) It is, actually. (laughs) It is, I know. Excellent. Thanks again, Susan. Thank you, Ken. Liesl Rigsby joined us and shared a great story of how following her yes led her to her husband. Well, Liesl, I would love it if you would help us basically illustrate the importance of following your yes, following that internal guidance, especially in partnership. And, and where I'd like to start is a time in your life when, well, you did not follow your yes. Maybe, maybe at the time you didn't even know you had one, mm-hmm. but you look back and you're like, geez, that was so clear. Mm-hmm. I was getting this direct guidance. I had a gut feeling, told me what to do, and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that time.
2: Yeah. So I, when I was 30, I quit my job and cashed out my retirement and went traveling. (laughs) And, um, I had a boyfriend at home who was not the right partner for me. And, uh, I knew that, and I was clear about that, but I was also, um, I was also afraid of being single and I'd been, I'd been a serial monogamist or, you know, just jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship. And, and so I didn't want to leave on this trip without some sort of anchor to home. But as soon as I got traveling, I didn't want to come back. And I had already made plans to come back early to to go to a wedding with him. And I had meant to go for a year and I had made plans to come back after a few months. And once it got to that place, I was so clear that I wanted to keep traveling. And I was so clear that, you know, it was time to, you know, yes, to say yes to that, that camp in Nepal on the river. And (laughs) and 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 instead, I, I didn't listen to that. And I felt this. Obligation and this fear driving my decision to go back and, and rekindle this relationship. And, to, and because I had promised him that I would come home and I had, you know, he had all my stuff and uh, I was afraid he was going to like dump it or I don't know, mm-hmm. like who cares about any of that now. But at the time it seemed like an important thing that I, you know, should go back. And I, um, I went back and I thought, well, okay, I'll go back and I'll and then maybe I'll get going again and I'll, you know, I'll go back for a while and I'll re, you know, set things up again, you know, make sure we're all good and then I'll travel again. But I never did. Mm. So once I got back, I never left again. And, um, I ended up moving to a town that I really didn't want to be in and getting a job that I didn't want just to be in relationship with this person that was a really dysfunctional relationship. And, um, and it was just such a downward spiral. It was really, it landed me in the worst place in my life um, that I've ever been in. Really, really unhappy. And it was that relationship, when I ended that relationship, that I went to on my own inner journey and decided to, to do my inner work and figure out how the heck did I get here. And, um, you know, I think about that. I think, oh gosh, what would have happened if I'd said yes to just staying in Nepal? And so what if he burned all my stuff? <laughs> do I have any of it now? I don't have any of that stuff now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a great example and like you said it created just not following your yes in the beginning led to this downward spiral. Yeah, and obviously like you said kind of the low point in your life. Yes. Well, let's flip this around. Let's 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 explore a time when you had a clear yes and not only did you recognize it, but you actually followed it. Tell us that story.
2: Uh, okay. So I was at a concert. I was at a Jane's Addiction concert with my old boyfriend and some friends, and he was friends with Craig. And so I'd known Craig, my husband, back in my early 20s, and I'd had a crush on him. And we were having this conversation. I said, oh, I always had a crush on him. And he said, oh, I think he had a crush on you, too. I said, oh, really? <laughs> and then a couple weeks later, I saw his name in the paper that he was playing a show at this little restaurant in Santa Barbara. And I had such a yes that it was I needed to go to this, to this show and see him. And the night before I'd stayed out really late and I, my, you know, I had a headache the next day and my girlfriend, I was trying to get her to go out with me and she didn't want to go. And I was just so adamant that I had to go to the show and see him. And I did. And I called in a favor. My girlfriend came and, and we went out to see him play. And there was just this moment of, of recognition. And, and, you know, we had a, we went on a hike a few days later and neither one of us knew if it was a date. (laughs) <laughs> we were like well we were friends before and we haven't seen each other for you know seven or eight years and and then you know that that date lasted I think it was three months before you went home the first time <laughs> and then, uh, okay. yeah we just we, we just fell right into it we fell right into our relationship it was just from that moment forward and I was so driven to get there and to see him play that night and uh I think it was a very clear, intuitive guidance of this is your man. He's coming. He's right here. Mm. Go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know what I love about that whole story is the fact that all you knew was you needed to go see him play that night. Mm-hmm. You didn't have that whole picture ahead of you. You didn't know where it was going, but you're like, I got to be there, even though yeah. I feel miserable.
1: <laughs> yep. Everybody's you know.
0: like, no, don't go. And you're yep. like, oh, no, I, I, I need to be there. Yeah. That's all you knew. That's that's the only piece you had of the puzzle. Yes. But if you hadn't yeah. gone there, the rest of it would have never revealed itself.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if, when it said to me, "Oh, Craig Rigsby's is going to be your husband, and that's why you have to go see him play," I would have been like, "Really?" And at that point, you know, I used to think that he was way out of my league, so I thought, "There's no way." Oh
0: wow! <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I want to ask you one more question, if I may. Yeah. Because of your very much the intuitive part is a part of your work and your life. Can you Mm -hmm. help us understand how do you recognize your yes or your internal guidance versus just your mind trying to convince you of something?
2: For me, it's really, um, it's the sensation that I have with it. So for me, uh, my intuitive yes feels really clear and calm there's no anxiety in it. There's no uh, worry in it. My mind is actually kind of turned off. It's just a, Oh no, that's the, that's the, that's the answer. My body feels settled. And when my mind is trying to convince me, I have a little bit more of a, of a buzz in my body and a little bit more of a, um, like over excitement or over worry or over anxious. There's like an activation that happens for me. And if I'm feeling a real intuitive, yes, it just feels really solid, grounded, calm, still. And there's not really any shaking to it. It's just like, oh, no, that's that's the right move. And the 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 other end of it, you know, is it has more of a mm-hmm. kind of a buzzy energy. Um, and that's when I know it's more my my analytical mind getting involved. Awesome. Thank you. That's that's a great description. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for,
0: for sharing these insights with us. I really, really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview, You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe like what you hear leave us a rating and review on stitcher and itunes the greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web have a great day and remember even when you stumble you're still moving forward peace